episode of The Micro Nellis Show. If you enjoy this episode, would you rate it, subscribe to it, and share it with a friend? So, we're talking about success. And I've been on this rant lately about success because I hear people on a regular basis say things like they can't get ahead, the little guy doesn't succeed, it's all about the major corporations, it's all about the people who are born with silver spoons in their mouths, it's all about the other guy, the other guy, the other guy, the other guy, I can't ever get ahead, right? So one of the things that a mentor from a distance, which I have many of those and I suggest you do the same, what is a mentor from a distance? It's somebody who you learn from without ever being in the same room as him or her necessarily. You might learn from podcasts or online trainings or books or audiobooks, so forth, and you've never even met that person before. That's okay. You might have 100 of those mentors from a distance. That's perfectly fine. So this mentor from a distance, Dan Kennedy said, your level of success is determined by your level of obsession. Your level of success is determined by your level of obsession. What is he talking about? He's talking about a commitment. He's talking about a hardcore, dogged determination as Chet Holmes the author of, I don't remember the title of the book, but I recommend that you look him up. He is now deceased, unfortunately. I think it's called The Ultimate Sales Machine. So what Chet Holmes talks about is dog-headed discipline and determination. What does that mean? Well, that means that you have a never-ending desire to see whatever it is that you set out to do succeed. What does that look like? Well, for the athlete, it means practicing tirelessly. For the basketball player, it means taking 100 jump shots before he leaves the court every practice or even every day, better yet. For the basketball player, it could also mean taking 500 jump shots a day, getting that perfect form for him in. For a baseball player, it could mean taking batting practice for an hour or two per day and fielding the ground balls or the fly balls so that way he gets his form down. For the musician or singer, it means that he gets his voice lessons in on a daily basis. For the musician, it means that he strums and gets his chords and his arpeggios and his basics in every day so he can stay on top of his game, so to speak. For you, because you may not be a singer or athlete, it might mean something different. For example, I do a lot of speaking. I do speaking in the church. I do seminars. I've done a lot of webinars. For me, it means to practice. Practice my speaking ability. What does that look like? Well, I practice when I talk to people. I pick up materials when I have conversations with others. I read. I study. I invest in my personal development and well-being. I am getting ready to head to Southern California for a high-level coaching program in which I invest a nice number of money into the equivalent of buying a very nice car because of the fact that I know that it pays off in dividends. Dividends where I see the bottom line increase almost 
almost upon returning back to my business. Plus, I see ongoing improvements, not only in my perspective, but also in the treatment of the business itself. So for you, it's going to be different. What is your obsession? I've heard people say, well, you know, I really want to do this. And I go back to weight loss. I go back to fitness because I've been there and I'm still there. How obsessed are you with losing weight? Is it something that you take for granted that you treat it as optional? Or is it something that you consider un without question is it something that you say i am not going to second guess this i'm not going to reconsider anything else i'm going to schedule the time i'm going to get the accountability i'm going to get the coach i'm going to do whatever it takes to see that succeed that is obsession my friend and you've got to decide for yourself if you really want this thing. I have been fond of quoting Stephen Covey, who wrote the book along with many others before he passed away, The Seven, the seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which I can't recommend enough. And I recommend that book to you, that you read it, that you highlight it, that you read it twice, that you go back to it again and again and again and again. I couldn't even get the word again out right there. And you consistently read it because of the fact that it is that life-changing. It truly is. For me, it really changed the game exponentially. And I regularly quote Mr. Covey as a result of having read his book several times now. So, he said, begin with the end in mind. Begin with the end in mind. And I'm not going to recommend that you do any different. I'm going to suggest that you begin with the end in mind. That you start out determining where you want to go. The GPS example has been used ad infinitum. So, I will go ahead and use it again because it is appropriate. It works. It is applicable to pretty much everybody that I've ever met in my entire lifetime. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go. You see, you can wander your way into failure, but you cannot wander your way into success. And I will say it again. You can wander your way into failure, but you cannot, you cannot, you cannot wander your way into success. Success takes a lot of dog-headed discipline and determination. It takes some sacrifice. Oh my, what sacrifice? Well, it's giving something up that you enjoy doing so that way you can experience success in your life. Whatever that looks like. Financially, relationally, physically, vocationally, business. What is it that you would like to accomplish? You're going to have to give some things up. You love to play video games. Do you love to play on your phone? Do you love to just do nothing, to just blase through your day? You're going to have to give those things up so that way you can press in to whatever it is that you like to see your future self being. You cannot wander your way into success. And this stands in a lot of people's ways. Someone much wiser than me, someone who I actually worship and I have devoted my life to his service, a man named Jesus Christ. He said, no one 
does no one starts out to build a tower without first sitting down to determine whether he has enough to finish the job otherwise he will start to begin the construction and not have enough money to finish and be criticized because people will say he started to build and did not have enough money to finish the job he started to build and did not have enough money to finish the job. That's also known as getting egg on your face. That's also known as embarrassment, as humiliation. That's also known as not being to, able to cut it. Not because you didn't at first want to, but because you did not take the time to plan. So, someone said one minute of planning can save you one hour of frustration, and I believe it. One minute of planning can save you one minute of frustration. I believe that wholeheartedly, which is why I consistently plan. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not one of those people who plans out every detail, you know. There are some people who take it to the extreme, and they want to plan what other people around them are going to do. That's impossible. You can't plan that. You can have... A plan A, a plan B, and a plan C. That is smart. That's even wise to have. However, you can't dictate what other people do. You can't control their actions. And you can't plan for everything. And if you attempt to plan for everything, you will end up frustrated and miserable because you will experience that life does not always go according to plan. So, plan? Yes. Over plan? No. Have a plan? Yes. Be frustrated that the plan was not perfect no plan to succeed yes plan to not uh, sacrifice no make sure that you understand what you're getting yourself into before you start because if you do not then you will face unmistakable criticism and ridicule unnecessarily so now don't get me wrong anybody who i've ever met everybody who i've ever met who wanted to accomplish something has at one point wanted to do that thing but obsession 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 is making the determined decision every single day of your life that this is more important than that when I would rather, when I would rather, they're, they're all over the place, right? Those license plate holders. I would rather be skiing. I would rather be sleeping. I would rather be sitting on the beach. I would rather be doing something other than what I'm doing now, which I wonder, well, if you would rather be doing that, why aren't you doing that? Oh, well, because as another license plate holder fondly says, I owe, I owe, so it's off to work, I go. You see, people wander their way into misery, yet they will not take a moment to plan success. They wander into misery, yet they don't plan for success. And it takes time to get successful. You cannot, you cannot, don't misunderstand me. It's possible to achieve whatever it is that you would like to. However, it is impossible to wander your way there. You've got to sit down and make that plan. You've got to sit down and write some SMART goals. What are SMART goals? Someone much, probably much wiser than I am right now said SMART goals are specific, measurable, 
achievable, realistic, and time sensitive. So let's break that down real quick because if you're going to be obsessed, you've also got to be smart. Specific. Well, if you say, I want to lose weight, what does that mean? Do you want to lose 5 pounds? Do you want to lose 10 pounds? Do you want to lose 100 pounds? What does that mean? Be specific. Say exactly what you want to achieve. Measurable. So how can you measure that? Well, if it's weight loss, you can say, I'm going to weigh myself every morning right after I use the bathroom and average out my weight over the week. I'm not going to get into a physical weight loss rant, but there are specific benefits and tangible benefits to weighing yourself every morning right after you use the bathroom rather than at the end of the day after you've eaten, after you've drank liquids, and after your blood pressure has gone up because of the stresses of the day. Measurable. Achievable. So let's say, for example, you say, I would like to dunk a basketball, but you're five feet tall. I hate to break it to you, but us short folk, we're not going to dunk basketballs. There was only one Muggsy Bogues who was five foot two inches tall, and he is the rare exception to the rule. Being able to, let's say that you've got an eight or 10 inch arm. I don't know how long arms typically are. Let's say you, you're five foot two and you've got a 10 inch arm. That means that you your reach is up to six feet. That means that you would have to jump 48 inches in order to dunk a basketball. Us short folk, unfortunately, are not in that position to dunk a basketball. You can take all the jumping classes you want. You can stretch your calves till you are a senior citizen. And it's just not going to happen for the vast majority of short folk like us. Are there exceptions? Absolutely. But the rule is short folks don't dunk basketballs. Okay. Achievable. Achievable. Next, realistic. Re ties into achievable. Realistic. Is it realistic? Let's say, for example, you're 75 years old and you would like to win the Olympics. That is not achievable. I would not recommend that you even put that goal down. Win the Olympics, not going to happen, okay? So it, when when people say, oh, you can do anything, they mean as long as it's realistic and as long as it's achievable. So specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and last, time sensitive. What does that mean? That means that you have a deadline to it. So using the weight loss example, you would like to lose 10 pounds by when? By next month? By next year? When would you like to lose it? Be specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time sensitive with whatever it is that you would like to achieve aka your goals and you will be much more likely to achieve them so remember your level of obsession determines your level of success and if you enjoyed this episode would you rate it subscribe to it so because i i don't want you to miss out on a single episode i mean fomo is real right fear of missing out that is a totally real concept and i don't want you to miss out and then also share it with a friend after all great information like this deserves to be shared with others you don't find a great restaurant and keep that information to yourself at least i hope you don't and most people that i've come across 
don't keep that great information to this themselves. So let this episode be no different than you sharing a great restaurant recommendation with a friend. This is Mike Ornelas signing off. Until next time, hoping you live less taxing. <laughs>